Halloween can be a confusing time for telling zombies from costumes, but it's also harder for zombies to tell if your axe is red with food coloring or their guts. You're listening to Podcast Detective. Now run. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of Podcast Detected. It's episode 13. It's a lucky number, I guess, right? Yay! Uh, my name is Liz and today with me is the wonderful Lindley. Hello! I'm back again. I hope you guys don't hate my voice at this point. <laughs> oh, they will hate my voice first. <laughs> no, I've been on the last four episodes now. I've been, either hosted them or participated in them. Oh yeah, right. You did. Yeah. Uh, you did um, a five k episode with Devin three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Oh, okay. Maybe we should both <laughs> take a break after that. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um. All right. So today our topic is season three. Yay! Just to warn all of you, this um, episode will contain lots and lots of spoilers. Once we are done with the fan amuse part, so you can stick around for this part. And then when we talk about season three, be aware that there will be spoilers for season three. Let's start with the fandom news. Uh, Lindley, do you want to do you want to start? So the first thing we kind of wanted to talk about was that um, Six to Start did on the their Tumblr and on their Facebook post another community roundup, and it has some amazing artwork and writing in it, as usual, because, as you guys know, we have a super talented, wonderful, wonderful fandom. Um, oh, we do, we do. It's, it's actually, I'm always so impressed by how amazing, how much talent there is in this fandom. But, um, yeah, so they posted that again. Keep an eye out for it. It's... Um, floating around on Tumblr. It's their last post, I think. And they have info about upcoming seasons and upcoming uh, missions and stuff, too. So. And about great merchandise. Yeah! Yes, like the uh, new Radio radio Able hoodies they have. I still haven't gotten a post, by the way. I still don't have them. I just... It's so cold. I want a comfy hoodie. Okay, on another note... Uh, if you have read the last post about that the Zombies Run did about uh, radio mode, then you might have heard that uh, Matt Witeska, I hope that's the way you pronounce his name. If, if it's not, I'm super sorry. Anyway, uh, Matt Witeska, who was in charge of writing uh, radio mode uh, for the last three seasons he wrote most of the Radio Able stuff and he will not return for season four, which kind of makes us a bit sad because we all really, really appreciate what he did and we liked his work and I think Radio Mode is a big, big part why Zombies Run got so popular. So if you want to express your gratitude to this person and his amazing talent, then you can do so. On the Tumblr post, they also have his Twitter handle. So just, you know, drop him a line, say, great work, thanks for everything. So um, we also have a message from Zalia today. She is she just moved and is having some technical issues. So uh, she wanted us to let you know that If you really love Zombies Run, The Walk, Superhero Workout, once again, she's organizing a Christmas care package to send to Six to Start start and Naomi Alderman. Um, We did it last year, and it was a great success and really appreciated. 
what it is is it's co- a collection of fan works, fan fiction, art, crafts, letters, cards, um, anything that you want that she's going to put together in a box to send off to them around the holidays. Um, just try to keep fan fiction submissions on the shorter side, like no 80,000 word epics. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't have these big epics in our fandom anyway. <laughs> well, not, not yet. yet. I see it coming. But um, on that note, like crafts and ev- everything like that on the lighter side and try to get them to her. She wants them by mid-December. So she has time to get everything organized and put it in the post. It's just a really great way to thank everyone who's worked on the game that we all like love so much and gives us warm and fuzzy feelings. And besides, you definitely want to keep on the good side of the people that trained you to survive the zombie apocalypse. So um, <laughs> check on Zalia's Tumblr for more information as she posts it. And um, she says to forgive her for any lateness as she is a poor, overworked grad student. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's just something really cool that uh, Zali is helping to do again this year. So if you want to submit anything, um, you can contact her uh, through her Tumblr, or you can always get into contact through Podcast Detected as well. I, I, I saw a post, they did a, a zombie run, a 60 star did a post, um, collection of pictures with all of them and the presents yeah. they got and they were really really enjoying it so I think it's a great idea and I'm so glad that uh, the fandom is doing this again this year that was actually the first time that I saw those awesome uh, the figurines that Zalia makes mm. oh yeah which you can win have an opportunity to win from the Indiegogo, by oh the way. Oh my god, that was a great segue. What's up? I learned everything I know from Radio Cable. So speaking of the Indiegogo, we have a message from Devin, who is in charge, like the main person behind our Indiegogo, with mm-hmm. some information. And uh, let's listen to it. And then we are already done with the fandom news. Hey Runner Fives, this is Devin here to update you on all of our internal projects that have been going on in Podcast Detected. And first things first, I just want to thank everyone for how supportive people have been about my technology snafus. If something's gone wrong this past month, it's probably my fault. My laptop literally was in flames at one point. It's better, it's with us again. So it's here in attendance. Yes, a quick Indiegogo update. Thank you everyone for your super kind, amazing donations. We're honestly so touched by the amount of money given, which is already way more than we anticipated. We have around 250 euros, which is just... But yeah, that means that our stretch prizes are well met. If you donated 20 euros or more, you're going to get a t-shirt. We think we can include shipping in that, so you guys don't have to worry about that. And if you donated 10 euros or more, you're going to get probably around three pins, unless there's a rash of donations in the next week, which case you'll get around four or five. And yeah, we have several designs to choose from. So after, at the end of this week, when the Indiegogo is done, we'll send out an email and ask people their preferences. Don't worry, we'll make it very clear and it'll all happen very easily. You can choose whatever design you want. Yeah, you guys still have a week to donate if you if you want to. Yeah, we've come very far and we're really happy that we've made our announce so we can stay with you guys for at least another year. So yeah, I'm so happy. I know you guys can't see the script I'm reading from, but trust me when I say that practically every sentence has been an exclamation point. That's how excited I am. And yeah, thank you guys. I just, I'm coming out of a head cold, so I'm sounding really nasally still. 
If you haven't noticed from the other bonus recordings, I've just been coughing in your ear. Hopefully this is an improvement. Yes, next up is the survey. Later today, I will be posting all the survey results, but I thought I'd give you guys a little rundown because I think the Runner 5 demographic survey actually is really interesting. I'm just gonna give you guys like the most popular slash most like surprising things that we found out because I think a lot of them are really cool. For the very first one, the one question that started us all off, the majority of people who answer- okay, first of all, around 135 people answered the survey, and of those people, 106 of them, so around 76.8%, around <laughs> we're going to be really exact here, were female identifying, and but we also have people who identified as male, gender neutral, gender fluid, so amongst the, you know, range of people who got our survey, which is probably mostly Tumblr and Reddit, quite a few people are female. Um, the age ranges, the most popular, were uh, 18 to 22%. And with that, not by very far. Only 34% of people who answered the survey were in that age range. We have a very large spread. The full range from 14 to younger to 51 plus were all represented in the survey, which is super cool and really interesting, even if only one person was 51 plus and only one person was under 14. We have people in all walks of life, and it's really interesting. After 18 to 21, or 18 to 22, we have um, the next runner-ups for most popular ages were uh, 23 to 25, 26 to 30, and 14 to 18. So that's where we have the consolidation of people. But we have people above and below that, which is super cool. Unsurprisingly, the most popular fitness app to be using is Zombies Run. Followed shortly by 5k trainer, followed by walk, followed by superhero workout, and yeah, I don't think anyone's super shocked by that. Most people, as it turns out, can work out around 1-3 to three days a week. 47% of people do that, followed shortly by 4-5 to five days a week. So we're all being super healthy. Good job, guys. So proud of us. And um, where you like to run actually has like a large, healthy scale of people. It's like a rough tie between suburban environments and rural forest environments. We have like a... 60% for suburban environments and a 57% for rural environments. So there you go. We all like being mysterious forest truckers. And most people like to run in the evening or the night. For most people, the most popular sport people did before using Zombies Run was recreational crying about feelings. And I think that's very fair and very valid. But after that, the most popular, uh, the most popular answer was that people did not do sports before they did Zombies Run or associated Six to Start apps. And I find that really interesting and really cool because, you know, people always say that Zombies Run really inspired them to, like, get off the couch and, like, start going, you know, couch to 5k or couch to whatever. And how cool it is that, like, when we're seeing results in front of us, we can actually see that many people, you know, didn't do sports before this. And I find that really cool. You know, inspiring fitness. Good job, guys. Super proud of you guys. You're sticking with it. You're officially runners now. Awesome. Love you guys. Yeah, most people, at least it makes sense on the sur survey, use Tumblr as their main platform because that's where our main survey went out. The majority of people are in North America is where they're running, followed very sh bringing up the rear is Europe, which, you know, isn't too bad, isn't too surprising, isn't too- Europe, meh, that country, that continent, oh crap. And then of course people have a lot of feelings about zombies, but the most popular one is that we're currently running away from them. So I should probably do that too. So yeah guys, I hope that that was as interesting to you as it is to us. I will publish a full range of data and pretty graphs for you guys when after this podcast goes out. It's waiting in my drafts folder right now, so everyone should get super excited about that. Have a good one. Bye guys. So listeners, we are going to talk about season three now. We will try to not talk about stuff in super detail, but as you might have guessed, there will be spoilers.
So be careful when you are listening to this and uh, don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> so um, we thought we were going to do it like that. First we're going to talk about a few things that came to our mind, a few topics we wanted to address concerning season three. And then we will talk about our favorite and least favorite things of season three. And about your favorite and least favorite things about season three. So, Lindley, what was the first topic that you wanted to talk about? So, uh, one of the things that was really built up, especially before the season even began, were these choice missions that there were uh, two of, three of? I haven't... Uh, three. Three, okay. I think. I haven't gotten to Mission 60 yet, so I don't <sighs> know. Shh. <laughs> But no, um, I thought it was really, really an interesting concept. Um, I kind of wish they went a little further with it, and like, but then again, I know that when you create different like branches of different storylines for that kind of stuff, it can get out of control really quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I mean, I thought it was definitely a cool kind of introduction to make it a little more uh, personal, I guess when you get to make your own decisions. And I hope they do some stuff in season four, like some more um, integrated, a little more in-depth stuff with it next season. But we'll see. To to be honest, I kind of like the choice missions, like where you can make your own decisions. Then again, it was not as impressive as I thought it would be. I think part of that might be due to the fact that they weren't, like, big decisions. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a gigantic impact on what happened to Abel or in Abel, mm-hmm. which is understandable because, you know, you have to have all these voice actors. You don't want to have ten different scripts for one mission, you know? What I kind of would have liked, I guess, um, I I mentioned in earlier episodes that I'm a big, big fan of uh, Persona, Persona 3 and Persona 4, um, the the computer game. And there you can make wrong decisions, like completely wrong decisions that will end the game. So you lose and then you have to go back and you know, try to find a better way to do that, like if you're not fast enough or something. I kind of would have liked that. So if you make the wrong decision, then you will get, I don't know, um, a segment of Runner 5 dying. Runner 5's funeral. (laughs) Sam crying into the mic. And then you have to rerun the mission and do... You cannot proceed and you get like a bad ending to your story. Like everybody dies because you failed because you made the wrong decision. <laughs> well, then you have to do it twice. I think that would be super interesting, but I don't know if I would find that really motivational. Like if I would want to rerun the mission right then or just super demotivational. Like, oh, I already started this mission and I made the wrong decision. I'm not going to do this again for a week. Oh, yeah, that, that might be that might be a problem, yes. Yeah, right. I guess it would depend on my personal mood, but that would be a cool way to go with it, just to have, like, different choices and different missions lead to, you know, inevitable doom for Abel, which is always a constant threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but I, I like the idea. I definitely hope mm-hmm. they will keep on doing stuff like that. 
Um, okay, so the one topic that I wanted to discuss about season three is that the story became really big. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially compared to the very basic season one missions. And I realized that when I did the fanfic review in the last episode, because it was in season one. The fanfic was about season one, Zombies Run. Yeah. So um, I kind of got a bit nostalgic about how Zombies Run used to be in the first season. And now we have... You know, mind control and Buckingham Palace and immortality and it's about <laughs> saving the world. And I, I like that because, you know, you always have to step up a little for the next season to make it more interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I get it. The threats have to be higher. But I kind of wish that now with season with season four, maybe they return a bit back to basics like i would i would love to uh be more in touch with the basic side of the game again um the 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 more fun missions where not everything is about doom and 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 not so heart-wrenching yes so we did have one of these uh, missions in season three where we are teamed up with you know another team of runners and i I kind of liked that and I kind of missed it. So I hope that for season four, it does not need to be more at the moment for me. I would be fine with a season where it's not about saving the world. I I think part of it too is um, just chronologically, if you look, it's been, what, three years, I guess, since the apocalypse technically started, two and a half, three years. So logically, in an order, it would make sense that um, society has despite the fact that there are obviously still zombies around, society's kind of started to um, pull itself together. And so when you have, like, the basic things you are able to survive, then you're going to go out and expand and look for more, um, not dangerous stuff, but, like, higher levels of things. Like, you're going to look for the blue flowers that might make a zombie Mm. not want to eat people. Like you're going to be able to do all these other things that you couldn't do in season one because you were too focused on getting all these supplies so you could just live. And so I, I mean, I see where you're going coming from definitely. And I think just regular supply missions would be so fun to have again. Um, But yeah, just from like, consecutive Mm -hmm, context mm -hmm. it kind of makes sense to me that we're going that runner five is able to do all these big things now because you don't have to worry about survival as much able is obviously a relatively safe place to be safer than out on your own at least so you can focus on other stuff that's just kind of how i look at it yeah i mean i i i get it i just i just think that maybe it would be good to have I don't know, like, break the pattern. Yeah. <laughs> because there were hints in the last mission um, where uh, Moonchild says something like, they said I should do this and that. I'm like, no, no, don't start with they. <laughs> because that's what, what when Ark started off when he was talking about commands, like, they, they, they. And it's always, there's always someone else behind it. Well, it's like yeah. the Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> Okay, there's one more thing you wanted to discuss. Yeah, actually, the um, throwbacks to, like, all the stuff in season one, um, 
they brought up like Francesca, the mm. cook from season one, and I guess she showed up maybe in season two for like a side mission. Um, they brought up a lot of different things from earlier on that I thought I felt like were kind of um, not left out of season two, but overlooked. And I thought that was really interesting. And I was so excited when I think I read an interview or something where they said, yeah, we're going to be looking at stuff that we didn't look at in season two and going back to season one for some things and referencing things. And I was so excited because I thought that freaking Netrophil with their Twitter would, uh, we would figure out what was going on, but um, we didn't. And I was very disappointed and I hope they come up in season four. I'm not sure if um, what they started with Natrophil in the first season and now they had this one throwaway line in season three yeah, where they talk about one character's friend who joined Natrophil or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, I hope that this is just foreshadowing and that we will actually still learn more about Natrophil because I, I like the idea of Natrophil, so... I remembered in season one, Zombies Run was using a lot of different media. Mm -hmm. So there was the, um, the Natrophil Twitter account you could follow, and there was... Um, Wasn't there an, an email? email? Yes, I did, uh, you could send an email if you wanted more information. Yeah, I did that, and I got um, a message back, which was a short manifesto, I think. That was super interesting and I really liked the idea of using different media to get more information about the plot. So I was super excited about that when it came up in season one and I kind of think they dropped the whole idea. Yeah, I, I mean, unless we're missing something, which is definitely possible, unless mm. we just blatantly miss something, but um, it would be really cool to have that back. It makes it a little more interactive and um not that it's not already super interactive because it is but um it just I agree it added something extra that was really really cool and interesting maybe that's what next season is going to be about all interactive extra stuff yes <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so these were our thoughts about uh season three so mm -hmm. now let's dive into Something that I stole basically from one of my favorite podcasts called Wham Bam Pow. <laughs> they do that whenever they review a movie. They talk about their favorite things about the movie and their least favorite things. So that's what we're going to do. Do you want to start? What's your favorite thing about season three? My favorite, favorite, favorite thing about season three personally is that freaking Paula and Maxine got more than 10 <laughs> minutes together and could be in love and disgusting together and I love it. I'm just so, oh, I, if they hadn't have gotten a good, like, at least few missions to be side by side, I would have been so angry. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that they're I'm glad they had a happy ending, at least for this season. What did you like, particularly? My favorite thing was that they put a lot of focus on friendships. Like, all different kinds of friendships. Like, uh, Paula and Sam is, like I think, one of my favorite friendships. <laughs> uh, Paula and Lou 
as well. Yeah. Um, I like Nadia and Sam, who kind of became friends. Uh, you can see it in a, in a story. But I think my favorite part was really um, the interactions between Five and Sarah. Because in in retrospect, you could really see how important Sarah was to Five and what a big influence she had on Five and that they were super good friends. And not only because I really liked Sarah and I really, really missed Sarah and I was so sad and at the same time happy whenever they had the voice actress to for flashbacks or stuff. They had her appear in like two or three missions mm-hmm. and then in the one with the mental hospital. Yeah. that Which was super sad. <laughs> that entire situation was just incredibly... Uh, overwhelming I think just for listening to it they did a Mm. fantastic job uh, the writers and actors and everyone did but oh my gosh that's a good segue because we got a message about favorite uh, things about season 3 can you read it out yeah uh, Full of Soul and Sunshine said that her favorite things were definitely the mind controlled 5 missions They were hard and just sent my emotions spiraling, and I was so impressed by how an app could do that. They were excellently written and played on so much. Six to start knew just what buttons to push. I absolutely agree. Yes, me too. They were one of the highlights. When it comes to missions, um, they were among the highlights of this season. It was interesting because in my mind, I was more of a excuse you Moonchild, I will not be doing that kind of thing <laughs> and um but at the same time you knew that just because Moonchild's voice was the only thing you were hearing above all this chaos like in order to stay sane almost as runner five you kind of felt like even if you didn't want to you were forced to follow that path And um, I was talking to someone, and that's kind of how they described it to me, that um, Moonchild was kind of this um, clear speaker in Mm -hmm. all of this chaos. And that was such an interesting way to do it, because I don't know, I wasn't sure how they were going to do it, but it was spot on. It was so good. I really, I really liked how creepy Moonchild was in these missions, because she is... She's caring and she tells Five, you know, how much she likes Five and how much it means to her that Five is with her and working with her and how great it is and and that Five is her best creation, so to say. That was super creepy. That reminded me of, I don't know, somebody who's who's suffering from, from, how do you call it, Stockholm Syndrome and... Uh, altogether, I, I the first part, the first part of this mis- uh, these missions is already super creepy with the hypnosis, and you don't you don't you have suddenly you have like three stories in your head, and you don't know who is talking at the moment, and you have is there a monster or is it Jody, and you don't really know what's going on, and you're super confused while you run it, and that kind of made it a lot more real. And I guess I was not the only person who was crying a lot. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> and these were, I think these were, 
how many missions are these? Like four or five? Yeah, it was like four or five missions. And they were like nerve wracking, and and it was the first time in in a long time playing Zombies Run that when I ran one of these missions, I immediately had to run the other one. Yeah, it was hard to take a break between them. I totally agree. Okay, so that was it for our favorite things about season three. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about least favorite things? Maybe sure. We, we did get a message, right? We did. Um, we got one message about least favorite things. Pop-Tart said her least favorite thing about season three was Darren. Um, and if you guys remember, Darren was in the beginning of the season, um, that kid that had a crush on Zoe and told, lured her out to the like warehouse by saying there were a bunch of kittens there and would only give you, was it a map? I think. I don't remember. Something MacGuffin. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, but he would only give you like a map if Zoe went on a date with him or something. And then, uh, the rest of the radio cable crew, like, made fun of her when she was obviously not having it. Um, and I have talked to Pop-Tart about this, and she just, like, I think everyone kind of agrees that Darren was super uncomfortable mm -hmm. and um, not a very considerate person, and that's putting it lightly. <laughs> I think more than Darren. I mean, Darren was a creep, uh, and he was, uh, I was super uncomfortable as well. And I think... More than Darren, I was super annoyed with uh, with the, the other, with the guys from Radio Cable. I think, uh, did I talk about this on the podcast already? I think I did, but I'm not sure if we cut it or if it stayed in the episode. I was, so we had here a situation where where this guy kind of blackmailed Zoe into going on a date with her. Uh, with him and instead of you know showing comfort or concern for their friend uh, Jack and, and Phil just make fun of her which is super rude and while I mean Jack can be a dick sometimes and Phil as well so I did not I was not too surprised the way they reacted and then Eugene comes in and he's like okay it's it's not funny anymore because he I, what I thought, he clearly realized that Zoe was super uncomfortable. And then in the ending, he asks, uh, I don't know, is he is he pretty or is he handsome? So in the end, he also makes fun of her. And I was so, I was so disappointed in Eugene. Because I thought, Eugene, you of all people should be the responsible one, the adult, and and you should not be behave that way i was i was super annoyed with him <laughs> and darren was super creepy we get you oh god pop tart yeah. <laughs> <laughs> agreed as in my least favorite thing about season three was i guess that there were so many different plot lines and new characters because a lot of things that have been established in season one or season two need to come together now for the big fin finale which is understandable, but there are like many new characters who were sometimes played by familiar voice actors, and by now <laughs> I know these voice actors so well that it was super confusing for me, and 
there is there was not enough time to actually get to know many of these characters and learn more about them so uh, I kind of forgot about these people and then you know there was a new mission and somebody talks and tells me about some something and I needed some time to remember oh yeah wait who is this person and uh, where do I know you from and what's your backstory so that was uh, it was like very difficult it was difficult to remember and and especially the people from New Canton and all these new people working at Able I was very confused by them sometimes what's your least favorite thing about season three um, the thing I think I liked the least about season three was that there weren't as many zombies. It mm-hmm. was all mind-controlled people or, you know, mind-controlled zombies, but we weren't running from actual zombies anymore. Like, maybe 60% of the time. And it really was confusing because, um, I mean, I still, granted, I loved the storyline and I love the app, but it was like... We have all these mind-controlled people. I get it. They're a problem. However, we still have tons of zombies, like, across the country. And we didn't interact with them nearly as much. So it was just confused. Like, where did they all go? Did Moonchild mind-control them away so that she could get her mind-controlled people in? (laughs) It was just... It threw me off. Like, it was just different that we all of a sudden um, had several missions where no zombies showed up. Like, which is, like, it went with the storyline, so it was fine, but Mm -hmm. it was just Mm -hmm. confusing. But, yeah. (laughs) It's getting more into science fiction territory. Yes. We get away from zombie movies into more sci-fi, psycho-thriller. The Umbrella Corporation is behind everything storyline yeah I, I should drop that umbrella corporation thing i'm sorry I keep bringing <laughs> up. it's okay oh yeah and i mean part of it could be like we know how to deal with psalms now like we've got that down it's been mm. three years we can handle that these mind-controlled people are a little bit different uh because granted they're maybe not dead yet um so i think the situation changed but I guess the only real problem I had was that even though the situation changed, the zombies still would have been there. They would. And it still would have been a problem, but it we would have known how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I totally do. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts about season three? Anything you want to add about the mission part? And then we will get into radio mode. Uh, no, I mean, overall, I thought it was a great season, um, a very interesting storyline. I was not expecting it to go in that direction, but, uh, it was cool that we got a little more analysis of how everything started. So that was really neat. But I overall really liked season three. What about you? I I liked it as well. Yes. I mean, I really missed Sarah in in season three yeah. and I realized that a lot that she just you know there was just something about her that made the game more enjoyable while she was still there and now she's not 
But there were a lot of great and funny things. I, I love that Jamie became the new king. <laughs> and and um, I love that, that uh, Paula and Maxine can be together. Yes. <laughs> I still have not figured out how I feel about Simon. But overall, I really, really liked it. I would have liked it more if Sarah was there. <laughs> I think all of us would have liked it more if Sarah was actually there and not just a voice in our head. I would be completely fine to change, swap Simon for for Sarah. I know, I know I will get a lot Ooh. of hate for that because everybody <laughs> loves Simon and I I understand. But I if, if I could have Sarah back, I would... I would chain I can yeah. swap Simon without a second thought I think it might be just she's easier to understand like yeah she did bad things but she's on our side for Simon I couldn't always tell I was was never actually sure who he was helping who he was working for that kind of thing so I definitely see where you're coming from let's take a short break and then we will talk about season three radio mode yeah. Okay, so um, along with, you know, the amazing missions that we had this season, there were also some amazing parts of Radio Mode, as usual. Um, I thought Radio Mode was fantastic this season. Granted, I haven't gotten to the last couple clips because they didn't show up on my phone. Um, but I know what happens because... As I've said, I'm a horrible, horrible person, and I always look at spoilers. <laughs> um, but I thought Radio Mode was great this season. Should we should we start with the with the favorites or with least favorites? What do you say? Let's, I don't know if I have least favorites. Let's start with the favorites then. What was your favorite okay. character, thing, topic, plot, whatever about Radio Mode? I. Okay, this season I loved Phil. He, oh yes, like, he just like bloomed into this awesome character that I just adore now. And um, like season two, he was great. Like I thought he was entertaining, kind of a dick, but you know I he was I was indifferent overall. I think, but no, this season him, oh my god, adore him. Plus, um, MC Cheeseman can, <laughs> I want to hire him to rap at a party. Like, please, best ever. Uh, yeah, and, oh my gosh, just so good. <laughs> what Phil, about you? Phil was amazing in this season. I think my favorite thing, aspect of Radio Mode this season was that it is more than just the four of them making jokes. Yeah. That was fine in season two because we had the whole plot with the two teams not getting along and then they have to work out how to work together and it turns out they're great. And I really, really liked that they had their own story arc where they left New Canton to mm -hmm. refresh everything and they go on this road show and then they go on the ship and I liked that. I, I really liked that they have their own story arc and I liked that the radio mode was linked to the main plot. Yes, I agree. I, I really appreciate that they try to inter, you know, the, have the story 
line and radio mode more interacting with each other. I love that. It was great. Mm -hmm. I agree. Very, very nice. It'll be definitely interesting, I think, to see what happens next season mm. as well. Um, were there any things that you didn't like about radio mode this season? I'm afraid, yes. And it's very closely connected to um, what I said was my favorite thing, that it's more <laughs> connected to the main plot. Because maybe it was just my problem, but radio mode was a complete mess. Like, it was... It happened on my it phone, was too. a mess. And I think it must be super, super difficult to do it. And I appreciate that they tried so hard but it just did not work like not at all like I was sometimes I got transmissions that were super out of order and I got news fried missions for thing and news fried segments for missions I did weeks ago so there, I don't know if you reached a part where um there is an author a, a writer yeah. and she asks the, the radio cable crew to read out her novel and <laughs> Actually, the first part of them reading out the novel that I got was the ending. Oh! And then I suddenly got the introduction to, hey, we're going to read that novel. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was a mess. Like, it was a complete and utter mess. And it did not work half the time. So I actually was not able to listen to the last few transmissions. I had to find other ways to listen to them because uh, they were just not on my phone. And it happened in each package. Each package that they released, the last few uh, transmissions did not work. So... Yeah. I think a lot of people had trouble, at least from looking at Tumblr and Twitter and everything, it seemed like a lot of mm. um, people had trouble with uh, radio mode just getting to them or getting to them in the correct order this year. And... Uh, which is a shame because the writing was fantastic it was. and the acting was amazing. I mean, as usual, but um, yeah, it's. But I guess with stuff like this, there's always going to be technical difficulties. And I know mm. for a while they got it sorted out, mm. but then it just happened again. Yeah, like so. I said, I, I understand that it's difficult. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying that I appreciate what they tried to do, but. At least in this season, it just did not work. Yeah. Um, I hope they will still have a connection between radio mode and uh, story, story, story parts in mm. the next season. But I hope if they do it as interactive as in season three, they will really work on. Well, uh, they will really work on it because it just didn't work, and it was sometimes it was super annoying. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I'm also wondering how much of that was also updates to the iOS system and all of that stuff, because I know that caused some problems, too. But um. Okay, <laughs> so you also wanted to talk about the ending, right? Um, yeah, I think we definitely should. Um, well, I guess if you guys haven't reached the end of Season 3 Radio Mode and don't want spoilers, um, go ahead and either skip this or just stop listening. Mm. Yeah. And come back later. Mm -hmm. Come back to finish the podcast later. Because we will talk <laughs> about the new uh, next topic, so you should come back. I also have not reached that part, but I still know what happened, so. <laughs> you know, okay, it's because once I know what's going to happen, 
I can focus more on the little details. That's what I keep telling myself, but mostly I just want to know, make sure that no one dies. So the big reveal, no one dies in the end. Of oh my gosh. Out. Oh, thank goodness. It was not completely out of the blue. You kind of realize mm -hmm. that all the four of them, they feel very at home at this island where they are. And then the next few transmissions is basically just what the microphone catches through the closed doors. So just random noises, uh, I don't know, like Jack says, oh, I'm going to bed, and Eugene says, yeah, I'm just reading that, and then I will go to bed as well. And it then ends in the last transmissions, in the last transmission, like super surprisingly, kind of, with Jack find, trying to find something in the, in the closet, and he's looking for something, and then he uh, sees the microphone, and he was like, oh... Uh, that old thing, uh, I didn't know that it's still running. And then he switches it off, and then that's it. Aww. And I was, I heard it, and I was like, I was kind of shocked. That they could forget about it that easily? That they could forget about it, and they had moved on, and that what I thought was just stuff that happened in a day or so while the microphone is charging, obviously mm -hmm. happened like, I don't know, weeks or months. When I had a some time to think about it. I really, really, really liked that ending. Yeah, um, especially compared to the alternatives that they could have gone with. I, th I think nowadays a lot of TV shows and a lot of games want to go for an ending that's shocking mm -hmm. instead of an ending that kind of makes sense and is kind of a happy ending. Yeah. So I, I like that. It was not it was not super out of the blue nobody died and I mean it's nice too because um, I mean I guess it also leaves room for them to come back in the future or other like possibilities like so you know that they're still alive and it's kind of it would be kind of satisfying in that way like they're okay and I mean, I'm sure we'll hear from them at some point. It's not going to be radio mode again, but at some point in the next seasons or something, we'll get, like, maybe a Sam receives a letter or something. Like, I'm sure we'll hear from Jack and Eugene. They And Phil and Zoe, too. Like, they were such big characters that we're not going to... They're not going to just stop being in contact with Abel, you know? The writer who was mostly in charge of the Phil and Zoe part... Mm -hmm is still part of the Zombies Run writing team, so... Yes, I did uh, read that. Naomi Alderman already talked about that in the blog post. She said that there will be more from Zoe and Phil, so... Yay! Yay! Which is great, because I love Phil this season. <laughs> and Zoe, I always love Zoe, because I am Zoe. I, I, I think what I, what I really liked is um, they made it plausible that... Jack and Eugene would just, you know, quit. And they did not mm -hmm. quit because they were super angry with something. They just quit. And it's... Because they were finally happy. And there was a... Yeah, there was a transmission. I think it was the second or third to last where they specifically address why Radio Able existed in the first place. Mm -hmm. They sure did enjoy it, but the main purpose of, of Radio Able is kind of not necessary, not here anymore. So... Yeah. I, I like that it was it was otherwise it would have been strange to understand why why they stopped. Finally someone is happy in this stupid game. <laughs> uh, 
I'm okay with that. Like getting getting another marriage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so did we like radio mode? We did like radio mode, right? Yes. Yes. With the exception of technical problems, mm -hmm. I think everyone loved this season of radio mode. I think it, Yeah, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do with the with it next season. So. Oh, absolutely! I thought that um, at least when I was reading uh, the post from Naomi Alderman, um, it's it seemed like um, Phil and Zoe, when they do show up, because it seems like they're going to, they're not going to be the main hosts anymore. They're just going to. So we're probably going to get new hosts or like a new format, maybe. Um, But it's Radio Mode is supposed to continue mm -hmm. in next season, so don't worry, you guys. On top of all that drama, <laughs> you're gonna get some happiness. <laughs> okay, guys, so next episode, uh, we'll be talking about New Canton. Um, and you can still vote on last episodes, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure. Just give it a listen and let us know via the usual ways. And if you have any thoughts on season three, uh, anything about New Canton that you would want in the next episode, yeah, just uh, let us know via Tumblr, Twitter, email, uh, however, and we will definitely take a look at it. So, yeah, that's all for this time, I think. Stay safe out there, guys. Podcast Detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a comshack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at waytoomanypeopleinacomshack at gmail.com. No runners were harmed during the making of this episode. in a small small um i don't know broom chamber like a closet yeah closet that's that's sorry <laughs> broom chamber yeah that's exactly broom that's, chamber. That's, that's what we call it in german it's besenkammer that's exactly the word <laughs> awesome yeah broom is besen and chamber is kammer so yeah <laughs> we don't have that word